All right. Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. No, no, it's not so bad, Michael. Tonight's a beautiful daf. It's clean. Uh, it's only a little complicated, but uh, we'll, we'll be able to hold cup. Today we're learning Masechel's Kedushin, daf Ayin Tes, and we are starting um, at the bottom of Ayin Chesim at Beis at a new Mishnah. Uh, so let's get started with this case. Um, and it goes kind of like this. The Gemara says four lines from the bottom on, on Ayin Chesim at Beis, um, a man, let's say Chaim, Chaim has a daughter, Chana, and he's, uh, you know, wants to marry her off. She's of age. She's like, you know, 11 and it's time. And, uh, and he hires a shliach or he appoints a shliach to be able to be Mikadesh on her behalf. And at the same time that he did that, and while that was going on, the father himself accepted Kedushin on behalf of the daughter. So we have two avenues of her getting Kedushin. One is through a shliach, and one is the father. The father goes ahead and he accepts Kedushin. So it says the Gemara, Im kedushin. If the father's Kedushin was chal first, then good to go, then there's Kedushin. And if not, if the shliach's was first, then I should say, not kadmo. If the shliach's Kedushin was accepted first, then Kedushov Kedushin. Basically, first come, first serve. So if the shliach got kedushin first, then he's married. She's married to the man that the uh, that the shliach found. And if it's the father, then it's the father. Just first come, first serve. Very simple. Why isn't that? Like, what's the finish of that? Well, you gotta wait till you get to the gemara. But yeah. Right. So it did. He, so why did he take a the Gemara doesn't say. The Gemara doesn't say what Stan is saying, but that's a halakhic consideration. Is that maybe the father, if he accepted kedushin after he appointed a shliach, it undermines the shlichus. Shlichus is done now, and perhaps that's a zero, because after he appointed a shliach, he said, "No, no, no. I found Mister Wright. He's in yeshiva, and Hareya, you know, they'll, they'll do the whole marriage ceremony or the the kedushin at least." Nevertheless, the Gemara says that that would be the case. It is fairly pushed under the circumstances, but there are iterations of this that could be complicated. V'im eno yadua. Let's say we don't know which one happened first. So then what happens? Top of ayin tesmadalaf, then halacha lamaisa, shnehem nosnen get, because we don't know, but we don't know what happened. Uh, we don't know who she's married to. And a woman... While a man can be married to two women, a woman cannot be married to two men, and therefore um, both men would have to supply her with a divorce. However, if the if there was a particular affinity to one of the men, then echad no sein get the echad kones. One of the men can decide to give a get. The second one will do another kedushin, and then she'll actually be married to one of those men. It's it's in a case of ein yadua when we don't know which Kedushin took place first. The Kedushin that the Shliach facilitated or the, the Kedushin that the so father facilitated. It's Pashat, it's two different men, for sure. No, but that's interesting because it's two different men, what he's saying is true, but why isn't it that she has to get divorced from both since we don't know? And, you know, since Aishasish is a pretty big deal, mm -hmm. why doesn't she get divorced and then just remarry? The option. He's saying it should be a requirement, not just an option. If, in fact, we don't know who she's married to, and it's 50-50, mm -hmm. so then there should be a double divorce followed by Kiddusha. Yeah, that, wouldn't, that, that shouldn't matter here. 
این باس What's the difference? She still can't be married to two men. Doesn't matter. No, she's not. She's not uh, a, a bogeris. When she becomes, we're that we're going to discuss at length today. When a girl becomes a, the gadol isn't the right language because if she's twelve, between twelve and twelve and six months, the father can still marry her off. It's only when she becomes a bogeris. That's a line in the sand. She's for sure younger than that in our mission. That's pashut because otherwise the father has no yeah. no say in the matter. Your question's good. I didn't look into it. I thought about it a little bit while, we, while I was learning. Uh, I do presume that there's still a double divorce mm -hmm. taking place, followed by a kedushin back to the original. That was what I thought. But I, I your your question's good. I, I yeah. The Tosfos Riyazakin I have here on the side. I don't know if you have that on the side here. The Tosfos Riyazakin says in regards to the Imratu, that's Umayri Shehem Rechokim. Aval Hem Krovim, if they live near one another, Kigon Shne Achim O Avu Beno, if they're related to one another, Shnehem Nosnin Get. Now, the implication of that is, is that it's only true when they are when they're related to one another. But the, what's implied from the Tosos Riazakin, and this is difficult because to your question, is that let's say it's um, you know, Ruvain and Chaim, and they're not related to one another. So the implication of the Gemara is that they don't need to then have a double get. But how would that work according to your question? Because we don't know who she's married to. And let's say in theory, she ends up deciding to stay married, whatever that means, to the second husband. There was no chalos. There was no chalos in that kedushin at all. No, no, right. Even if it was the second marriage. Correct. Then the, sec then the second marriage is not zero, and she's married to the first guy. Right, you said the first So you're answering now. Here, so here's here's what Stan's saying. We we have this case of Ein Yadua. Wow, we're getting really tripped up on this. It's okay. It's good to talk and learning. Um, and whatever I have until Alosa Shachar. I don't know what you guys have, no. to do, so it's fine. So uh, although my computer will die well before that because I my battery is draining very rapidly right now. So so what you're saying, Stan, is like this: that that uh, it's Ein Yadua. We don't know if the Shliach's man or if the husband's man was the one that she was Mikudeshes to. If she and one of the men do want to stay married, then what happens is that Echad no sein get, the Echad kones. So we don't know which man she wants to marry. But let's just talk out the iterations. If really she's marrying the first man, that's really her husband, anyways, then the other guy gets the get, no problem. If really she's married to the second guy, no, it. It, right, manavshach. No matter no matter how it would work out, the get will suffice. So that's what the Tosas Riazakin is highlighting. This distinction is that when it comes to siblings, we have an extra layer of concern, of and therefore we need a double get. But that's why we don't need both because the get will. That's what Stan. What you thought I was saying, I wasn't meaning to say, but it's what you're saying, uh, and that is that the get will solve that problem one way or the other. Either it's required and it's there, or it's not required, one way or the other. Okay, all of this is in regards to a father who appoints a shliach and then he jumps the gun for the kedushin. The Mishnah then adds on the top of Ayin Tesamadala, let's talk similarly, but about a woman herself. A woman appoints a man to be a shliach to accept kedushin for her. Meanwhile, she must be older. She then finds the man herself and says, hey, propose to me. 
She's the assertive type. You know, she says to him, uh, we're going to be a great couple. Let's get married. And he says, uh, he, she says to him, go buy a ring and propose to me. We're going to get married. So here too, what should be the halacha? Is it going to be the same as the Resha, where the father appointed a shliach or no? So the Mishnah says, spot on, it's exactly the same. <laughs> if the Kiddushin that she, the wife herself, the girl herself put forth came first, then Kiddusha Kiddushin. But if the Kiddushin of the Shliach panned out first, then Kiddusha of Kiddushin, then that of the Shliach, then that husband of, that the Shliach picked out will be the one that's right. And similarly as well, the Im'ein Yainan Yodin. If we actually don't know who was first, same rules. The Gemara jumps in with the most obvious question. We just had two halves of the Mishnah. The first half of the Mishnah was talking about a father appointing a Shliach and then the father jumping the gun and marrying her off. The second half of the Mishnah is the daughter appointing a Shliach and then the daughter jumping the gun and facilitating the Kiddushin. <clears throat> Why do we need both cases? should be obvious. Good. Just say one and we'll know the other. Says the Gemara of Itzricha. We actually do need both. If you want to say, if we only would have taught the first case of our Mishnah, where the father appointed a Shliach and then he jumped the gun to marry off his daughter, there by, her, by him, the men were very familiar with the halachos of Yuchsin. Now, if you've spent the last 10 days learning Dafyomi, you will know that Yuchsin are not Pashur. Remember the Mishnah, there's four, which is really eight, which might actually be 16. The research behind Yuchsin is not Pashur. We've simplified it today. We try to hit two generations. It's not Pashur. We have to work on Chazakas, not simple. The men were in the base measures. They knew the men at the mitzvah of Talmud. They're, they're sitting and pounding Kedushin. They know what's going on. Aval Itza, but when it comes to a woman, we might have thought, and she's not holding cup in all the halachos of Yuchsin. We might have thought that her Kedushin is a zero. Only the man's Kedushin could be Chal because she simply doesn't know enough about Yuchus. And that's why we needed to have the second half of the Mishnah speaking about a woman selecting a shliach. However, if we only had the second half of the Mishnah and not the first, if we only had presented the case of a woman who chose a shliach, and then she jumped the gun and picked a man, a woman's going to be very careful about the quality of the man she marries, not in regards to yichus, but character. Right, just based on the, the quality of his character. Aval ihu, but the, the 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 father, maybe in the ratio of the Mishnah, that may not be a factor for okay, he has to check a couple of boxes, fine, but he doesn't have to be so perfect. We don't need to take a personality test. A regular guy is fine by me. So therefore, Tzricha, we needed both halves of the Mishnah, lest we might have thought that the father and the daughter who appointed Shlichim had different halachos, they do not. Now we're going to add in a complicating factor. The Gemara says a third of the way down, a quarter of the way down on Ayin Tes Maralev, Itmar. The Amoraim had a machlokes, Rav and Shmuel. Kidsha aviha baderech, the kidsha atzma beir. The father was Mikadesh's daughter out of, the, out of town. And at the same time that the father was out of town, the daughter in town picked a man and he proposed. Harat Mikudesh And here's the complicating factor. Beharehi bogeras. And now she's a Bogaris. As we've learned earlier in this Masechda, the status of a child works like this of a girl. Up until the age of 12, a girl is a Ketana. By the age of 12, she is a Nara up until 12 and 6 months. 
By the age of 12 and six months, she's a bogeris. When she hits the stage of bogeris, the father has zero capacity to marry off his daughter anymore. She is on her own. My daughter just celebrated her bas mitzvah. And in about five months, she will have capacity only to marry herself off. I have no say in the matter. Shlichus has its own shayla. The Gemara did debate whether or not a child would ever appoint their father a shliach. But Ladina, it works. Correct. But the father can't do it without her consent at this point. Yeah, but we could create a scenario whereby the father is still involved. So here is the complicating factor. We have parallel paths of proposal. The father uh, got a whole deal set up out of town. The daughter got a deal set up in town, and she's a bogeris. So says the Gemara, Rav Amar Harehi Bogeris Lefanenu. Why are we talking? She's a Bogeris. The father's kedushin is a zero. The man that she proposed to, or I should say, the man that she got to propose to her in town, they're married. Ushmuel Amar Chayshinan Lekidushe Shnehem. Shmuel says, hey, we're falling back on our Mishnah. Our Mishnah says that there is a suffix. Our Mishnah says, oh, we have to be to bring Shnei Gittin. Obvious question is what... Obvious question is, how can Shmuel possibly say that? Because if she's a Bogeres, the father should have no say in the matter. There should be no element of suffix, and Rav is the Pashat way to hold. So it says the Gemara, wait one second. Stan's question, Amos, when are we talking about in regards to her growth as a young woman? If we're talking about within the first six months of her 12th year, so that's what we call a Nara. She's between the age of 12 and 12 years and five months and 29 days. So then, in a case like that, where she's not yet a Bogeris, she's a Nara, there you're going to say, name a Rav, will say, Harehi Bogeris Lefanenu. How can you say she's a Bogeris Lefanenu? She's not a Bogeris Lefanenu. She might physically appear as one, Shtei Cyrus, whatever the parameters are. She may look like one, but we can't assume that she is one. And Hashtahu de Bagra, maybe she only showed the Simone Bagras right now. But an hour before, she was a Nara, because that's her chazaka, her standing assumption in the time of life between 12 and 12 and 6 months is Narus, not Bagrus. If you want to say that our case is dealing with after the 6-month mark, and now she's really a Bogeres, how in the world can Shmuel possibly say that she is not a Bogeres? So then what is our case? After all, Shmuel himself, Gemara brings this just because it's Shmuel talking. Shmuel himself, the difference in time between a Nara and a Bogaris is only six months. So we are befuddled. We don't know what our case is in regards to this complicating factor of Bogaris. Let's repeat the case. The father sets up a Kedushin in Cincinnati. The, what, the girl sets up a sets one up for herself in Chicago, but she's a Bogaris. What kind of Bogaris is she? Is she within the six months of her 12th year, so she's a Nara, or is she after the six months? According to both Rav and Shmuel, neither makes sense. So the Gemara explains as follows. Lo the case that Rav and Shmuel were arguing about was the Kadesh Behahui Yoma Demashlim Shisha. Mamish, on the day that she is to become a Bulgaris halachically in time, that's the day she showed Simone Bagras and she became a, a Gedola. She showed the state, the state, the state Cyrus, whatever the case may be. So says the Gemara, how do each of the, the, the Amoraim explain this? Rava Marharehi Bogaris Lefanenu. We're looking at her now. She has the Simone Bagras right now. Because now at 4 p.m. on that day of 12 years and six months, she has Simone Bagras. She was also in the morning. 
because we've already reached the six-month mark. You're right that a day before her chazaka was different. On the 29th day of the fifth month, her chazaka was that she was in Nara. But on the first day of the sixth month, she's now 12 years and six months old. In the six months old, what's her chazaka now? Vogeres. So when she shows Shimon, when she she so shows Simone Bagras on that day, Rav says she was a Bogaris the whole day. And if she was a Bogaris the whole day, what happens to her father's kedushin? Zero, null and void. So she's married to the local boy. However, Ushmuel, I'm halfway down. Only right now at 4 p.m. on that on that first day of the sixth month did she become a Bogeres. But the hours earlier, her old Chazaka was still in place, and she was a Nara. And if in fact that's true, then the father's kedushin is valid, and we are besuffic. The undercurrent of this sugya is Chazakas. According to Rab, when we hit the day of Bagrus, 12 years and six months, we are now across the threshold. And whether or not she showed Bagrus at 4 p.m. or 9 a.m., we don't care. Halachically. Shmuel is saying, wait, we have time of Chazaka up until that point, which is a Chazaka of Narus, 12 years and up until 12 years. And this day is a transitional day. On that day itself, it's not, we have to complete that day. So there's a shtickel machlokas between Rav and Shmuel. How do we view that day? Do we look at it like Rav, that the Chazaka now changed from Narus to Bagrus, and therefore at 4 p.m. or 9 a.m., it doesn't matter. She's a Bokeres. Father's Kedushan's a zero. Or do we say like Shmuel, this transitional day is a little bit different. And her Chazaka is through this day. So when I see that she became a Bokeres at 4 p.m., it's not stronger than her chazaka from the last six months, which it was months, which is Naros, and therefore at 9 a.m. we assume that she was a Naro. Yeah. It's all about the power of chazaka against the Mitsias of Simone Bagras. Great question. Great question. I mean, it wouldn't apply by Kedushin, but it might apply by reading reading Parsha Zachor. Yeah, might, might apply Bo Bayom, Mamish on the Bo Bayom. Seemingly, this Machlokas would be the same over there as it would be over here, seemingly. Now the Gemara is going to ask from two different sugyas against Shmuel Shita. Let's review Shmuel Shita, which is super unique. Shmuel had the case. Father um, set up a proposal in Cincinnati. Daughter set up a proposal here in Chicago. And it was the 12th year and 6th month punk on that day, her Bo Bayom of becoming a Bogaris. So Rav says she's a Bogaris Lechol Dabar and the father's Kedushin is a zero. Shmuel says, all we know is that at, at 5 p.m., whatever, right before Shki, at 5 p.m., she was a Bogaris. But because her standing Chazaka of Naros has been going on for six months, we assume that at 9 a.m. she was still a Nara. So moment of is different than the moment before. So says the Gemara, I don't understand. Ushmuel, Maishnami Mikva. How will Shmuel take his shita from over here by Bogeres and apply it and compare it to the world of Mikvah? The Tanan, the Mishnah writes. Mikvah shenimdad v'nimsachaser. Uh, let's say today's October the 30th. I am the Mikvah guy and I go check on the Kalim Mikvah to make sure that it's filled. And when I get there, I see the measuring line and it's 39.9 sa. That's not good. What does the Mishnah say? This is not good. By the way, here we're talking not about women, although in theory we could be, we're talking about Kalim. 
Um, and the reason we know that is because we're talking about Rishus Hayachid versus Rishus Harabim. When you will see soon, Suffolk Rishus Hayachid is X, Suffolk Rishus Harabim is Y. We've seen that throughout Shas many times. So the Gemara says it doesn't matter, Yachid Rabim, there's no Sveikos over here. Everything up until the previous time that it was checked is Tummy. Now, according to Shmuel, it should not have been this way. According to Shmuel, we should have said, Chazaka, that it was full. So it's a stira in Shmuel. What did Shmuel say by the Bogaris? At 5 p.m. she's a Bogaris. Who says at 9 a.m. she's a Bogaris? I checked the mikvah at 5 p.m. At 5 p.m. the mikvah was 39.9. Who's to say it wasn't perfect at 9 a.m.? So Shmuel is Soser himself. Well, he's not Soser himself, but Shmuel is against the Mishnah. Because the Mishnah in regards to mikvah says we don't change our tune. Whatever happened at 5 was true at 9 a.m. Just like Rav, Kasha and Shmuel. So the Gemara goes through a very subtle back and forth shaklavataria, and we'll get to a gorgeous answer at the end. The Gemara says two thirds of the way down, you can't compare the case of Bogeres and the case of Mikvah. Shiny hasam. Because when it comes to the Mikvah, forget about the Mikvah. The Kli that was Tame has a Cheskas Tame. So therefore, I have to assume that it wasn't Tobel. Now, you're asking me about the chazaka of the water. We'll get to that. But we have two things going on here. We have the chazaka of the water, and we have the chazaka on the kli. The Gemara says, no. You can't pull a claim that the kli has a chazaka of tuma when the mikvah doesn't have a chazaka of kashras. It was checked at some point. It was for sure checked at some point. Hush it that there's 40 sun there and we have a chazak. So now we have competing chazakas. Says the Gemara, no, hare chazar levanacha. But when I look at the mikvah now, it's 39.9. Says the Gemara, yes, Shmuel, but guess what? Hachanami arebogeres levanacha. But now she's sh- showing Simone Bagros. The cases are perfectly comparable and your answers don't fit. Oh, uh, only hashtahu de bagra. Only now did she become a. So says the Gemara, if she only became a bogeres right now, hasamnami hashtahu de chazar. So they're pushing very hard against Shmuel. Very hard. What we've shown is that these two cases are beautifully comparable. How does Shmuel wriggle out of this? With a gorgeous, lumdish, simple answer. Hasam by the mikvah, tarte l'reyasa. By the mikvah, there are two things that are negative. And that's why the Mishnah is stark in saying that everything is tamay l'mafreya. What are the two things? We have the mitzias of the mikvah being short. And we have the fact that the Kalim have a chazak of Tuma. That's a double negative. That's why that Mishnah was crystal clear. Lemafreya, everything is tumming. However, Hacha, first of the long lines, Hacha, Chada Reyesa. Here in regards to the Bogeres, we only have one thing going, and that is the Metzias of her Bagrus. But that doesn't uproot the chazak of her Narus. So because we have only one thing going against the chazaka and not two, so therefore, Shmuel says, don't ask me for mikvah. I can distinguish. By mikvah, we have tar so we have two negatives. And by uh, by Bulgaris, we only have one. She was definitely a Nara when he left. That's Pasha. But today, when she got engaged, it was the 12th. Uh, 12, um, 12 years and six months on that day. So our question was, how do we interpret that day? That day is confusing. It's, you know, I'll, I'll pull from Bena Shmashos. It's part Yom, part Lai. You know, so, so is it from the old Chazaka or from the new Chazaka? 
The Gemara says, Shmuel, we still don't like you. Or, I mean, we like you, but we have a halachic question. You answered from mikvah, fine. But I'm going to ask you from another area of halacha. First of the long lines. What about the case of a barrel? This is a case where a man has many barrels of wine in the cellar. And every time he cracks open a new barrel, he doesn't want to siphon off his uh, his hafroshos. He says, I have a barrel that's specific for truma. And I'm going to appoint the liquid in barrel X to be to be my truma. No problem. That's allowed. The Gemara says that's fine. Titania, uh, first words on the line there. The barrel X that he's using to hold on to his truma. He was using that barrel. He just kept stacking it. Every barrel he opened, he assumed another percentage of that of barrel X would be his truma, his tevel barrel. No problem. The The problem is that the barrel soured and fermented too much and it became vinegar. And now it's no longer viable to be truma. So that's a problem. So the Gemara says, how long should we assume it was tevel for? I mean, chometz. How long do we assume it was vinegar for? Kol gimel yamim vadai. Let's say we found out on a Wednesday. So Tuesday, Monday, and Sunday are vadai that they are chometz. And any hafrashos he did on Tuesday, Monday, and Sunday were hafrashos that do not count. And he has to go back and be mafresh again. Mikan va'elach suffik. But from Saturday, Sunday, from Saturday, Friday, Thursday, all the week before, Suffolk, we're not sure. And then the Gemara doubles on the question. We're seeing a stira between Shmuel in regards to the Chavis and Shmuel in regards to the Mikvah. So let's see. Why is it that in one case we have vadai umayshna hacha de suffik? Why is it that when it comes to the case of mikvah, shmuel is chlor, everything is crystal clear, that's a, a level of vadai. Umayshna hacha de suffik, why is it that once we're beyond three days of the of the hichmitz, that it became vinegar, we say that there's a suffix. Who's the author of our shita of the chavis of the barrel? Which Tana says the Gemara? That's Rabbi Shimon. He digabe mikvah nami sveka mashve. Rabbi Shimon was of the opinion that both mikvah and chavis have an element of suffix. And what does the Brisa say? Detanya koltaro shenasu al gabav lemafreya ben birshus hayachid ben birshus harabim tmeos. That in regards to uh, the taros of a mikvah, he also, that's the Tanakama says, just like that was our same presentation as we saw before in regards to the case of mikvah, there everyone agreed that Tanakama was of the opinion that there's a, a vadai tuma. What does Rib Shimon hold in regards to the case of the mikvah? The Gemara says, Rib Shimon Omer, Birshus HaRabim Tehoros, Birshus HaYachid Tolin. So we see over here that Rib Shimon has a unique shita, both chavis, and mikvah are both cases of suffix. Aval Rabbanan, but according to the Tanakama, which is how Shmuel holds, because Yachid Rabim Halacha Kirabim, therefore Tevel Lemafreya. So therefore we still see Akasha from the realms of Chavis. So now we have to get, get through this sugya too. How does Shmuel align his shita that when we see her at five o'clock as a bogeris, we don't assume that it carries through. We assume that at 9 a.m. she wasn't a bogeris. And why by the world of Chavis do we have the shitas that we have? The Gemara says, shiny hasam. The case of Chavis is different. Because the food was initially tevel. The wine was initially tevel. So we have a negative working in our favor. And perhaps we can say that Noah Frasha was done. Says the Gemara, Adaraba, 
But we have a chazaka working against it, which is that wine is wine until it isn't wine. That's a chazaka too. So says the Gemara, Shmuel will say, I'm looking at it now, it's vinegar. Says the Gemara, But our case also that we started with was also, she's a bogeris. Why are we even talking about this? That you, These cases are perfectly comparable. No, she only became a bogeris now. Well, fine. <laughs> These cases are comparable, Shmuel. And if the cases are comparable, then how can you hold what you hold by a Bogaris? That at 5 p.m. she was a Bogaris, but at 9 a.m. she wasn't. By a Chavis, you're not saying that. By a Chavis, you're saying the Mafreya, everything is bad. That's a, con- a conflict in, in, in terms. The Gemara responds that the case of Chavis is similar to the case of Mikvah in, the, in that we have Hasam Tarte Lareasa, Hachachad Lareasa Udeika, that the cases are not the same because there's Tarte Lareasa in one of the cases and Chad Lareasa in the other. And therefore, Shmuel Shita stands the test of time. And um, that is uh, that is how we would explain uh, these two Shitas. We're going to have to speed this up. My computer has 10% left. Let's go. Uh, says the Gemara, Nema Kitanoi, Rashi highlights on the bottom that we're talking about, of course, the Shitas of Rav and Shmuel. Perhaps Rav and Shmuel are um, arguing about something that's found in the Bryce's top of Ayan Testament base. We are going to be going uh, to, where are we going? To the last line of the page, and then we'll stop right there, Amir Tzoshem. Says the Gemara, Mi Motzi Miyadmi. Let's, I'm going to give you the context of Rashi. There's a Shchiv Meira. There's a man on his deathbed who writes away all of his possessions, and then he heals then he's fine. So what do we assume about his gift that he gave while he was on his deathbed? Says the Gemara, who motzi miyadam, the shechiv meira who's now healthy, he can take all of his gifts back, below raya, even without bringing a proof of his intent. Vehein, the people who he gave them to, the recipients, ain motzin miyado below raya, diber Reb Yaakov. Reb Yaakov says that we, whatever our starting assumption was, remains. That the shechiv meira only wrote this because he was on his deathbed, but now that he is healed, so we are therefore no longer concerned, and he gets to keep everything. Third line on Ayin Testament Beis, Rav Nasan Omer Im Barihu Alav Lavi Raya If he was healthy, then he himself, the man who used to be sick, has to bring a ride that he used to be sick. He has to bring all the hospital bills and show that he was a Shchiv Meira. Vim Shchiv Meirahu. If he's still a sick person, then Alehem, the people who were the recipients, that's on them. Lavi Raya Shabarihaya. You can't uh, have it both ways. So maybe we should say, name a Rav ke Reb Nasan. Rav should be like Reb Nasan because it really depends on what's happening in the moment. Ushmuel to Amar ke Reb Yaakov. So it says the Gemara, you cannot compare this machlokes tonight. Why not? Amar lach Rav. Rav would say, Ono de Amre Afidu Kareb Yaakov. I agree even with Reb Yaakov in this case. Why? Because Adkan Loka Amar Reb Yaakov Hasam the Ikalame Marheman Mamon Al Chazkaso. Over there, maybe Reb Yaakov holds the way that he does because the money follows its Chazaka. Aval Hacha, in our case of Rav and Shmuel, me name Mahemad Gufal Chazkaso. But perhaps in our case, that would not be the case. So therefore, the Gemara says that by Shmuel, that by Rav, that that's not Akasha. Ushmuel Amar, he says as well, I could hold like Reb Nasan. Why is that? Most people, Baruch Hashem, are healthy. And someone who is different than the others, namely a Shchiv Meira, needs to bring his feelings, needs to bring his proof to show that he's different. Now he's a Shchiv You have to bring a proof that you're a Shchiv You're not the norm. It's a very awful burden of proof. You're a Shchiv and you said give away. You have to prove that you're a Shchiv
It's not a pleasant conversation, but that's how he understands it. In our case, who says that she left her, her initial chazaka? So the Gemara tried to make a comparison to the realms of Shchiv Meirah and Fail. The Gemara says, perhaps, maybe Shmuel and Rav are arguing about the following brysos that actually show a very clean line of difference. That's our case. So we actually have two different brysos about this. One of them is Tana Chada Harehi Bogeres Lefanenu, sounds just like Rav. The Tanyida Chayshina Lekidushe Shnehem, sounds just like Shmuel. My Lav Chad Ke Rav, that the first Bryce is like Rav, Echad Ke Shmuel, one's like Shmuel. The Gemara says, no, lo. Edi uh, Edi Kishmuel. Both prices are discussing Shmuel. What's the difference? Kan Kan One is where there is some type of pushback. Take a look at Rashi just to our left. She pushes back and says, I became a Bogaris yesterday. So in that case, even Shmuel would agree. So all of this is like Shmuel. None of it's like Ra. Says the Gemara, if we're able to explain the two brises like this, then maybe Rav and Shmuel aren't arguing at all. Says the Gemara, because we're able to explain the, the explain the brises the way that we just did, that everything's like Shmuel, and there is no machlokas in the brises. Perhaps I'm alright, nami lo plige. Perhaps Rav and Shmuel aren't arguing at all. <clears throat> so to this, the Gemara says, that's not a logical thing to say. It has to be that Rav and Shmuel are arguing. Why? Take a look at this. Says the Gemara halfway down on Ayin Tesimut Beis, Harav Yosef Bered Rav Benasi Midavil, Avad Uvda Kavase the Rav the Ikpid Shmuel. There was a case that took place with Rav Yosef Bered Rav Benasi Midavil, where he paskined like Rav that the father's kedushin was a zero because she's a bogeres, Hare bogeres lefanenu, and Shmuel got upset. What does that show you? Shmuel disagrees with Rav. So even if you could work out the brisas without there being a machlokas Rav and Shmuel, the Maisa Shmuel was upset. We see that he clearly didn't agree with Rav. The Omar, what did Shmuel say as Musar? Kule alma All of the great people that he knows, they all uh, they function as poskim with a kabazuta, with a small measure, meaning with uh, they're very careful with their psakim. They don't paskin wildly. The high midirabanan. This rabbi He's got big shoulders. He's uh, he's answering shilas outside of his pay grade. You should not be doing that. So that shows us obviously that. There's a machlokes Rav and Shmuel. If Shmuel doesn't disagree with Rav, then why did he get upset at Rav Yosef? So says the Gemara, I can answer that. There's a good reason why Shmuel would have gotten upset. Dilma ki uvda Maybe the case was as we saw earlier, as we distinguished in the Bryce, where the daughter said something. That's why he was upset at the Psak, not because of Rav, but because he paskin wrong. <laughs> because it was a case of Mikachashto. And you can't paskin like Rav in a case of Mikachashto. Where the daughter says, I was a Bogaris yesterday. Even Rav wouldn't have said that. It's not a machlokas Rav and Shmuel, potentially. So the Gemara actually concludes that uh, maybe Shmuel wasn't really upset at him because of Rav. Maybe stop. Maybe he was upset because the guy paskin then corrected. Lemaisa, how do we paskin? Amar lemar zutra leravashi hachi amar amemar hilchasakavashi de Shmuel. Marzutra says we paskin like Shmuel. But Ravashi himself says amar hilchasakavashi de Rav. Hilchasakavashi de Rav. When a woman is 12, when a young girl, she's not a, barely a woman, when she's 12 years and six months old on the day, and both her father and herself get, get her married on the same day, her father is a zero. On 12 years, the bo bayom is done. Let's go back to stand by Shkia the night before, by Tseis the night before, she's a bogeris. I don't care anymore what Shmuel Rab did, doesn't matter. Whatever the father did is over and done with. 
New Mishnah, nice and quick. Let me just make sure I can actually record all this. Oh gosh. Okay. It says the Gemara Masnisin Mishiyata Huvi Ishto the Medina Sayam. A man and his wife go out of town. Ubahuvi Ishto Uvanov. And uh, he returns with his wife and their children. The Amar, and he says when he gets home, Isha Shiyatas Imila Medina Sayam Hare Hi Zuve Iluvaneha. Same woman, same wife, same person, and we just had kids along the way. You go on vacation for six months, you go on sabbatical, when you come home, you don't have to bring a ride that that's your wife or they're your kids. We assume that they're your kids. That should be pretty posh. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Rachman al he came back, he said that his wife died overseas, and these are her children. Maybe Raya al maybe Raya la Isha. He has to bring a raya as to who the kids are. We'll see why in the Gemara. But he doesn't have to bring a raya who the wife was. Uh, the importance of the wife is in regards to family members of who he can marry down the road. Case three in the Mishnah. Isha Nasasi Medina Sayam, his wife died. He remarried in Medina Sayam. This is the wife I married from out of town, and these are her children. She has to bring a raya only for the wife and not on the kids. Uh, says the Gemara, Mesa Ve'elubaneha. Let's say that this uh, second wife died and these are her children. Then Raya al Ve'alhabanim. We need it to be the case that um, that he brings a raya on both of them. So says the Gemara to Stan's point. Amar Rabba Bar Rafuna. We're eight lines from the bottom at the open of the Gemara. Bechulan Bekruchenachareha. When is it that we say that we don't need a raya for who the children are? When the children are like regular children and they're super clingy to the mom. The kids don't cling to me. They cling to my wife. And like at the Shabbos table, I could be sitting at my chair by myself and there could be a handful of human beings sitting on my wife or hanging on their chair. They don't bother me that much as much as they do her. This is not new. The Gemara says this is normal. Tanu Rabbana, the rabbis taught us in a Isha If a man married a new wife in Medina Sayam, maybe Raya al Isha. He has to bring a raya for the new wife. We don't know who she is. We have to bring a raya for her, but we don't have to bring one for the kids. We have to bring a raya for old kids too. But only with one wife. If he has two wives, then maybe raya Because when there's two wives, we don't know which child belongs to which woman. That's very important for halachic purposes and for yichus. So we're going to stop right here on the last line. Emir Sashem tomorrow will pick up at the very last line of Ayan Testament Bays. Two housekeeping announcements. Please sign up for this Friday night suuda. It's been sponsored. If you'd like to offset some of the sponsorships, we have someone who's going to pay for everything, whatever's left over. If you'd like to sponsor in honor of, or in memory of, or for what's going on in Eretz Yisrael, please uh, let me know. I'd be happy to facilitate. Uh, that's number one. Number two, Thursday night, because of the... Shmira, the Mishmar Le'artzein, we're actually going to be learning Dafyomi in a loud environment in the base Medrash. We'll be in a tighter Chabura to make it work. Everyone should please, Emir Tashem, show up so that we can learn Bikol Ram, Bikol Torah. We'll stop right here. Wishing you all a beautiful night.